The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments in a major religious rights case today, a Missouri church that was denied state funds for a new school playground service. Our co-host and Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr listened to the arguments. Greg, what was the main issue? Hi, June. Well, the main issue was whether uh, the state was violating this church's rights to free exercise of religion. The church says, you had this funding program, we would have qualified for it and gotten money for this playground resurfacing that we wanted to do uh, had we not been been religious. Uh, but because we were a church, you said we couldn't, we couldn't get the money, and the, the church said that violates the Constitution's First Amendment. Well, and how how did the justices react to this in court today? It, well, it, it was a, a pretty good day for the church. Uh, it appears that not only will they get the court's conservative members to say that was unconstitutional, but Justices Elena Kagan and Stephen Breyer, two of the Democratic appointees, also seemed very skeptical uh, that the state could do that. Uh, Justice Kagan uh, described uh, what was happening here as as. Uh, quote, a clear burden on a constitutional right. And she said the state had to meet an extremely high burden, uh, have, have an extremely high uh, justification in order uh, to be able to make this distinction. Greg, Justice Sonia Sotomayor said the state might just be saying we don't want to be involved with a church. And so she seemed to be on the other side of the issue. Were there any other justices who agreed with her? Yeah, Justice Sotomayor and Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg seem to be the two uh, who uh, were most inclined to uh, agree with Missouri that that it could make this distinction. Justice Ginsburg pointed to a 1947 case that she said, uh, essentially uh, said in no uncertain terms that that Missouri could do what it's doing here, uh, but they did not seem to get the support that they would need from the other two Democratic appointees, and and it certainly didn't seem like uh, they had uh, anyone like Justice Kennedy uh, from the the court's conservative wing. It's interesting, Greg, because this is an area, you know, church-state cases that has bedeviled the court for 70 years now. They've never been able to draw a line in a way that's very consistent, have they? No, they haven't. And one of the issues they, they, they have here is that there's also the Establishment Clause, which um, you know limits what the federal government and states can do in support of churches. And this case was about the Free Exercise Clause, which is a different prong of the First Amendment. And those two clauses are often in tension. And what Missouri was arguing was that there is some, as he put it, play between the joints uh, where a state can choose whether or not to provide uh, some aid to a religiously affiliated organization. Uh, so that's and, and that's an issue that the justices ha- have gone back and forth with over the over the years on the Supreme Court. Uh, so it, it is a complicated area of the law. Uh, but at least in terms of the outcome in this case, the argument that I witnessed upstairs today uh, seemed seemed fairly clear. 
The federal appeals court below had pointed to a 2004 Supreme Court ruling that said states that offer college scholarships can deny them to students majoring in theology. How was that case distinguished at the arguments? Well, so so that that came up uh, in passing. It didn't. They didn't dwell on that as much as one might have have thought. Uh, you know, that was a case where it was a student who was going to study theology, and uh, you know that that uh, case was was uh, sort of distinguished from something here where it was a clearly secular purpose for the funding. This was resurfacing using recycled tires a playground. And there were questions about whether, you know, the the church could hold religious services on there or something like that. Um, That, you know, the suggestion that it was clearly something that, that benefited the church as a whole. But the program itself in this case was uh, clearly neutral, or I shouldn't say clearly neutral, but but uh, the justices seemed to sort of accept that this program was not a religious program. It was a neutral program of of just you know making playgrounds uh, safer and nicer places to play. You know, Greg, I would imagine back in, say, the 1970s, you might have had more justices who were sympathetic to the state's argument about not getting entangled with religion, but the court really has come a long way closer to Justice Alito's views on religion over the years, hasn't it? Yeah, they they, they sure have. And, and uh, um, you know, this is, if you can you know, name the top, you know, two or three or four defining features of this court under John Roberts, uh, you know, support for religious rights as they, they see them uh, is probably one of those def- defining features. Uh, uh, you know, churches are getting a, a pretty pretty good hearing these days at the Supreme Court. Thanks so much for telling us all about those arguments. That's co-host Greg Storr and, of course, Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.